Capturing the world. Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is David Carmichael II. And before we get into our new episode, I want to tell you about my brand, Capture the World. Capture the World is a black-owned streetwear brand from Hampton, Virginia. Capture the World represents the young generation of creatives around the world. Next step are millennials and Generation Z. What is a creative? A creative can be described as an individual that sees the world differently from everyone else. A creative can be looked at as a leader or a person that influences people with their gifts and talents. A creative uses their gift from God, not for money and fame, but for the greater good of the world. A creative thinks outside of the box and brings innovation in the world. Anyone from the young generation can be considered creative and capture the world, but those people that are ambitious, passionate, and have perseverance are the only ones that can bring their gifts and talents into fruition and capture the world. Are you a creative? Do you want to capture the world? Capture World Apparel plans to provide the highest quality, high fashion, and give a unique look. You can visit our website at www.captureTheWorldApparel.com. The world is yours. Capture it. This episode was recorded on July 20th, 2020. I hope you enjoy. Capturing the world. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is your host, David Carmichael II, and this is the Caption the World Podcast. We have another awesome, awesome episode. Um, I have another great special guest. She goes by the name of Midori Pipkins, and she has an online online boutique called Four Chick Boutique. How are you doing today, Midori? I'm doing well. Uh, thank you so much for having me. It's really great to, to be here and, and chat today. Awesome, awesome. So um, I know we have a three-hour difference. So what part of the country are you in? So I'm in Hayward, uh, California, so Bay Area. Uh, okay, shout out to the Bay. Okay. Shout out to the Bay. Shout out to the Bay. Most definitely. Um, I had a opportunity to go to California a couple of times. I've been to San Diego. I've been to L.A., but I've never been to the Bay. So next time I go out there, I definitely want to go around that area are you closer to like san francisco or oakland or is that kind of all the same thing you know it's close it's it's close i'm about um i'd say about 20 minutes uh 20 minutes outside oakland and probably 30 or so from san francisco Uh, you know what they say about the bay is once you get here you makes you want to stay so (laughs) (laughs) right right that's a fact and um you know y'all sports teams are pretty good so far you know well the Golden State Warriors having they're having a rough season this season, but you know they won three championships, and the 49ers went to the Super Bowl this past Super Bowl. So yeah, y'all are pretty doing good as far as sports goes. As yeah, as sports yeah, teams. sports is sports. Are, um, it's sports are going well. I got the game. I got the opportunity to go to like Game Seven a few years ago from really? the Warriors, wow. but it was when they lost. So I mean, oh dang, you went to the I- wrong finals. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I saw all the balloons and confetti. I was ready to party, and then it was like, ah. right, psych. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. So, um, so yeah, so I'm based out of Virginia, and you know my my podcast is called the Caption the World Podcast, of course, and it's based from it comes from my clothing line, Caption the World. So, I kind of use my podcast as a avenue to you know interview different entrepreneurs around the country, around the world. And um, let's discuss, you know, what they have going on and just share different ideas about business and entrepreneurship. So 
again, um, I thank you for being a part of this podcast. And um, you have an online, boti- online boutique, of course, called Four Chick Boutique. And what made you want to start that? And how long have you been doing that? Yeah, so on uh, Forward Chic Boutique is a fresh online boutique. We've been live for uh, probably about four months now. And I started this because um, at the beginning of quarantine, um, I was inside. And the one thing that I did a lot of was shop. I was shopping, shopping, shopping. Um, On top of that, you know, just seeing the political and economy landscape of what's happening within um, you know, black community, our community, uh, I wanted to be able to do something to give back. Um, right. I can't necessarily be out there on the, on the front lines, but I can shop and make sure to, to be a conscious buyer. And so that is where for cheap boutique, uh, came to me and I've been working on it ever since. Awesome. So how did you come up with the name for cheap boutique? Or is something just came up out of the blue? (laughs) Well, you know, um, there's a lot of, I I, I love, uh, first place I went to is the internet. Mm -hmm. Right, (laughs) right. right. First place I went to is is like GoDaddy. Um, I didn't necessarily have a name already picked out. Um, I checked the trademarks, make sure that there weren't any, I Uh wasn't infringing on anybody. I needed to make sure that the name was available on social media. I also wanted a name that was very clear and distinctive to what we do and what we provide. So, uh, forward, meaning that we pay it forward. Um, the mission of Forward Chic Boutique is to improve black communities through fashion. So, um, our proceeds go to black led and serving nonprofits to continue that pay it forward wheel. And, um, our, uh, you'd ask me about the, the rest of the name chic boutique comes in. Cause quite frankly, that's a high SEO. So, <laughs> right. Right. I feel you. So what, what type of, um, clothing do you, do you, um, you know, sell? Yeah. Uh, so we have a lot of essentials. Um, a lot of, essentials and basics um the pieces that staple pieces that you would want to wear or you can wear like anytime um so things like you're you need a white shirt everybody kind of needs a white shirt everybody needs a white shirt Mm -hmm. given there whether you want to dress the white shirt up dress the white shirt down put it with jeans match it with you know uh, some overalls yeah we also have some versatility pieces which would be great if you we're going to the office and then also want to go to happy hour after mm-hmm. it's simply like take the jacket off, put the jacket on and and you can um, dress it up or dress it down. So I would definitely say it's the basics, essentials and versatile trans um, transitive pieces. Are okay. what we carry. Facts. So that's like men and women or just women. It's women, a women right now, okay. um, but definitely want to expand to men in the future. That's awesome. And, Relating to that, you know, because my brand, I was in a boutique as well. That was like one of my first, first, you know, places to um, put my stuff in stores. Because before mm-hmm. then, I was doing like just pop up shops and different events around my area in Virginia. And um, I had the opportunity to get my stuff put into a boutique. This is a woman by the name of um, Tracy Shepard. Um, she has a boutique called Mary's Boutique. And Newport News, Virginia, and she, you know, she did like a couple of fashion shows. 
this is before like COVID and all this stuff. And, um, you know, I had the opportunity to be in her fashion show and I was another fashion show of hers. And then she gave me the opportunity to be in her store. And, um, you know, I was there to, you know, I had like one rack and not to pay, like, I forget how much I had to pay a month to be in her store. But yeah, that was, you know, that was real fun to do that. And, you know, to put pieces in her store. And I was like the only, I was, I, I mainly, I would say I'm like men's streetwear, but it's kind of, I want to say it's unisex. So men and women, basically, basically women that like to wear like streetwear, like shirts and hoodies and stuff like that too. So that's what I had in her store. And it worked out for a while, but I had to leave because, you know, her, her store is mainly like women's more dressy type of clothes. Okay. So it worked out for a while, but it didn't really relate to my brand, you know, and I had to tell her that. And, um, but, you know, I always thank her for the opportunity for, give, you know, selling my clothes out of her store. And that did give me a lot more exposure. But just seeing the ins and outs of how to run an actual store kind of, you know, she gave me advice on how to do that and how to order clothes and where to get certain clothes from and how she runs her business and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, definitely a great experience. I know you're just online um, and I don't really you don't got to really tell us, tell us how you do all your business. Um, but what are like the ins and outs of your business as far as like getting clothes? Like, do you got to reach out to certain manufacturers or how does that work for you? Yeah, it's, it's definitely a lot of, um, manufacturer outreach and research and then a lot of quality testing. So, um, I mentioned we sell basics and essentials, which means you could really go get them, go get them anywhere. And, um, that's, perfectly normal. That's fine. That's everyday life. But I wanted to make sure that what you're getting from us is like high quality things that will last. So regardless of if it's, if it's a white tee, I can't tell you how many times I've bought, uh, I bought a white shirt and I wash it. And then that was the one time it's the one time where we don't have one time wear clothes. Right. So, um, after reaching out to a manufacturer, I'll order a sample or have a sample created have it sent, um, have it sent to me and, um, I put it through the stress test. I'll wear it. I'll wash it. I'll get makeup on it. I'll wash it. I'll uh-huh. take pictures in it. Right. I'll stretch it out. <laughs> I'll, um, you know, do, do, do some fun tests. Uh, got some, some yoga, some, some twerk sessions, all types of just <laughs> anything I can do to, um, have the clothes emulate somebody wearing it over time. So, uh, sweat test, um, and then I also document that too. So I, I have videos of me doing that to the clothing so people can see how it would really play out in real life. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Now I do the same thing as far as ordering samples. Um, you know, I make I mean you probably can see my setup behind me and I do make some of my clothes myself. I have a screen print machine, you can see that my heat press and everything. And I have a um vinyl cutter, you can't see that in the in the background, but it's right here beside me. But yeah, I do majority of my stuff myself, but I do use um, like a print on demand service that can print and ship my clothes for me at the same time. And you know, awesome. I gotta, yeah, so like I make my own designs and I just upload my designs into their, um, their template and everything. But I have to order samples. So I order samples and you know, they've, they've been, you know, good quality print and they're based in the USA. So I kind of feel good about my stuff that I'm using a USA facility, nothing against people that use facilities outside of the country, but you know, it's easier for me to keep up with my product because they're in the U S 
Um, but Definitely. yeah, like it's just, you know, ordering samples and examining it and washing it. That's something you got to do because you don't want to just, you know, put something out there and not even know how it holds up in the washing machine and how, you know, if it, if it shrinks, if, if you dry it and there's a whole bunch of different scenarios you got to, you know, play into. So, um, yeah, like, yeah, that's great. My favorite one is the makeup test. My favorite one is the makeup test for all the ladies out there. You know, like it's just, it is what it is. Do you beat your face first or do you do it after? Right. Uh, Especially with those kind of, um, like high neck, uh, high neck items or, um, yeah, I mean, as high neck items or things that you want to be form fitting. Um, so when you're putting them on over your head, right. um, also kind of do the, you know, you gotta, you gotta do the hair check too. Cause if your hair gets caught in it, it becomes a hot mess. So, yeah. <laughs> um, all that is, all that is fun though. So like what, what has it been for you as far as the makeup test? Has it been more, is it's been good by putting makeup on before or is it more, it's probably better to put makeup on after the fact. I say it depends on the material mm. of, of the item. Um, and so I've learned like with things that are, um, with things that are like 100% cotton, I tend to put on, or I tend to put the item on first and then do, and then do makeup and just wear right. like a cover. Mm-hmm. Um, it also depends on like what I'm doing for that day. So if I am, let's say I'm wearing it to work, then um, it would be easy to put the shirt on, get my face ready, go off and go to work. But if it's something where I want to change after work, and this is, mind you, this is, let's say, pre-COVID or after COVID when things open up because a lot of people are at home right now, mm-hmm. um, then maybe it would be better to, uh, you know, you already have your face done. And so you have to figure out if the shirt or item has enough stretch right. to like fo- kind of fold it under or like you take take the neck and you fold, you make the neck opposite. So that way when you're putting it on, if it does happen to grace your face and if it does happen to get makeup on, at least it's on the side that's not showing to the public. Right, so it gets on the inside and you'll still be good yeah. to go. Yeah, that's facts. So um, so like, would you say your stuff is, you know, sustainable? Like, how do you feel about that? Do you try, you say you want your stuff to be, you know, great quality. Um. So that's, a, that's an approach you, you go for for all your pieces when it comes to your clothes? It's definitely the approach for all the pieces. Um, there are some uh, pieces that people have requested they want, right? They see, they'll see it online and um, by research, been able to find the vendor and come to find out like it's not what I would consider or like what our typical quality um, standards are to begin with. Uh-huh. And if it's something like that, it'll be a, a limited batch. You let people know, hey, here, this is different from what we kind of normally offer. And here's how it's different. And just being very transparent about it because, um, you know, we we want to, I lead with radical candor in everything that we have and everything that we sell. So you know what you're getting up front and it's not that experience of what I what I ordered versus what I got. Right, right. Yeah, I try. I don't to want to be on a YouTube uh, a horrible YouTube haul video. That's what I'm saying, man. Like I, I try to be upfront with my customers on what I sell and what's the material, and how long it would stay in the washing machine, and all that stuff. Because on my mm-hmm. website, you know, I try to I put, um, you know, what each garment is made out of and how it's printed, 
and whether it's eco-friendly or not. Like some of my shirts I made, they're printed using like um, digital to garment printing, which is like of a, it's a machine where you can just put your shirt on this machine and you can like, it basically prints your design on your shirt, but it's pretty much eco-friendly and the ink is pretty much water-based. So it holds up in the washing machine a long, long, long time and it doesn't really crack or fade after a lot of washes. So I try to explain like, you know, each item is made this way, that way. And pretty much most of my stuff is eco-friendly. I would like to have 100% of my stuff be eco-friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's what people are looking for nowadays. And some people, they're more geared towards like fast fashion and that stuff that's a little bit cheaper on the cheaper side. And um, this is all about your pockets and what you're willing to spend, you know? Exactly, exactly. So, I see in the back that you you um you are a fan of color. I, I my eyes are attached to these. I think there's some purple oh, ombre. Yeah. Let me turn my are those you can see. joggers or sweatpants. Yeah, they're joggers. They're I call those um my sunset joggers, and I kind of got I kind of get inspired by nature sometimes. And I you know by me like looking at the sunset every day, it's like man, that would be cool if I can make like a a set that resembles the sunset so i made i did some you know finesse on the photoshop and i uploaded it and you know came out like that and i got a hoodie that matches that too and um yeah like people love that you know what i'm saying that's something yeah, very nice. different and yeah i just try to take inspiration from different things and kind of create you know come up with my own idea from that and um try to try to be different man you know a lot of, i know a lot of people say you know well, everybody just puts a logo on a shirt and try to sell it. It's like, okay, I understand that. And I feel the same way too if I was buying somebody's brand. Um, so I try to be more creative with my process and what I put out there. So, yeah, that's how I really work. So, yep. So um, how has COVID-19 affected your business or has it affected it at all? You know, I think... This, I mentioned Ford Chief Boutique has been around for a few months. We started after COVID. So this right. is like an initiative started during COVID, during quarantine, during this time. And because of that, you know, um, the support that we've been able to get and the sales that we've made so far, I mean, I think um, for a, a new business in general and then a new business happening during this time, I'm happy with, and I know our partners are happy with too, because as I mentioned, our profits do go to black led and serving, um, nonprofit organizations. Um, it's to help them continue funding and program programming to continue improving the black community overall. So, um, I would say it's, I haven't seen, I can't say that I've seen much like whether it's been super good or super bad. Mm -hmm. I think, us starting in COVID and us starting at this this stage and at this time, this is the norm for us. And this will, you know, it can only scale up from here. Yeah, that's a fact because, you know, if you're able to do what you do now, man, it's just who knows what will happen after this kind of settles down and who knows if the world would get back to normal, as we say. I mean, right. but it's, it's all about, a, you know, adapting and, um, Shoot, if you're able to start a business once, you know, if you were able to start a business around the same time COVID started and you're still able to somewhat be successful and be st- still stay afloat, you can make through anything because nobody was expecting expecting this to happen. You know no what I'm saying? No one, man, <laughs> no one. This is so not related, but the, the day that things kind of got crazy here in California, 
I was supposed to be on a flight to Bali. I kid you not. Wow. And the same day that Newsom shut those shut California down was the same day the flight was supposed to take off, and we're here. So yeah, that's crazy. And I, I kind of went through the same thing. I was supposed to go to Vegas in March, and like I think the, the beginning of March was when everything was getting shut down, like in the whole country. And we were supposed to go to um Vegas in the end of March. So that kind of destroy all my vacations for the rest of the year pretty much and um you know my birthday is in october and i was trying to plan to go like overseas on a trip and everything mm -hmm. that's dead like <laughs> it's, it sucks you know <laughs> as far as traveling but um you know i'm overall i'm just thankful to be alive and know and be healthy and praying that Same. all my family can still be good too so yeah yeah that's great i'd say, I'd say that you know the the um the things that i'm the positives that have come out of something like this is that I've been able to reconnect and re-engage um, and deepen a lot of the relationships that I had out, uh, you know, relationships that I had because of the connections um, and checking in on people. Uh, and even during this process of building out forward cheek, it's, it's, um, you know, try, I'm trying to stay optimistic about the, the good things that have happened, knowing that there's so much turmoil just kind of around. Yeah, I mean, that's all you can do is try to think of the positives because, I mean, if you just focus on the negatives, man, it's going to keep you in a deep, dark place. So you want to pull out as many positives as you can from any situation that you're in. And those positives, positives are what keep you going, you know. So you got to you got to try to find those positive things out of anything you go through and that's a fact so um how many people do you have a part of your team yeah right now um there are five people that assist with uh forward chic boutique mm -hmm. so there's myself um i am the owner and creator of forward chic we have our um cto and resident web developer uh yeah. His name is Stuart Barron. He keeps everything on the website, like working, moving, <laughs> uh, functional, and a, right. and a great user experience. And then we also have um, uh, Afrocentric University, a woman by the name of Jalen, who helps us with our nonprofit partnerships and making sure that we're fulfilling in on our mission to serve the community. Um, in addition to that, we have two members that um, two members on our advisory board that assist us with picking off clothes. So right. they've got the funnest positions of all, I'd say. Um, <laughs> right. And that is uh, Makita and Marsa. So you know we're we're a team of five, and we we uh, we're small but mighty. <laughs> that's a fact. Shout out to your team. Shout out to everybody that's involved. Um, and like the last guest I had we were talking about you know having a team like i kind of pretty much run everything on my own i don't really have a team yet I, I do have my father that helps me and the the other lady i talked to um she has her own salon and she kind of does everything by herself she doesn't have any other workers yet and um we was talking about you know having a team and how when do you know you can trust somebody to be in your team mm -hmm. and when do you know it's even the right time to start hiring people and getting people together um so how have you, how were you able to figure that out? And, you know, how did you really know, okay, these people would be good to be a part of my team? Oh, that's a great question. Um, definitely to start, these, these are um, people that I have, uh, I would say, personal relationships with. Right. So it's kind of like just a, a 
a typical startup realm where you start with kind of who you know and who's in your circle and the skills that they have um, and sharing my idea and vision for what I'm trying to do um, and more or less waiting for them to ask to be involved. Um, right. Something that happens, I think a lot is uh, just us as, as entrepreneurs and startups, we can kind of push our idea and vision out and um, I think it needs to be welcomed in by whoever you're trying to um, get to work with you. So letting them like opt in and invite in has definitely been um, what's most successful for me. I definitely with the relationship that I didn't have prior to this, specifically my um, nonprofit partner, Jalen. So she is a nonprofit coach and um, advocate in uh, she's based in Houston, Texas. Okay. I love hashtags, right? Use hashtags, get yourself found, get yourself, you know, out there was searching hashtags for um, black led and serving nonprofits and came across her consulting business, Afrocentric University. And I started gobbling up everything that she had to share, right? She's putting out great content. She's putting out great information. I felt like I needed to reach out to her and at least, um, I just wanted feedback. That's all I wanted. I, that's all I wanted was feedback on like what I was doing. And right. she hopped on. And since then, you know, we, we've been working together to, um, working together to, you know, fulfill in on the mission. And she's helping me identify nonprofit partners. Um, I'm also assisting her with um, getting some nonprofit partners uh, up to speed on better understanding an earned income model. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, being that partner for them. So that way they can have the funding to continue their programs. That's awesome. And I like what you said about, you know, allowing those people to approach you first. And, you know, to me, that's when I would know it's it's a, it's a mutual agreement, you know, as, as far mm-hmm. as rather the, than you going out there and trying to find people and you, you know, actually knowing that they really want to be a part of the team by you waiting for people to approach you you know, it's mutual and you can look into their background and see, you know, wherever they have to offer, is it really worth it? And then from there you can build a relationship and it's probably has helped you a lot too, that most of those people you already have relationships with. So it's kind of, what's easier for you to kind of build a team with them. And um, that's always good. Definitely. I would also add on there too. Um, referral network is amazing. So I've reached out to anyone whom I felt was, could they had some skills um, that would be beneficial to the business. And even if they weren't available, like I asked them their like consulting rates, I asked them their um, resources that they could turn me to. And even with my network kind of exhausted out of that, I would ask, well, Hey, do you know anyone else that may be interested in, in building up their portfolio or getting some more experience in, whatever it is. And that's how I've been able to also get some help to get things launched as well. That's awesome. That's great. So like how, when it comes to social media, do y'all utilize social media to promote your brand and everything? That's a, you know what you're, that is a great question. <laughs> and one that I can say is, is something that we need to focus on. So right. a lot of our sales have not been through social media, believe it or not. Wow. Um, They've been direct to our website because, again, we've leveraged those partnerships in a way that drives traffic outside Mm. of social media directly to our website. So, um, you know, leveraging those partnerships has been crucial for us. And I would say that that's definitely been the number one source. Um, 
if you were to find us on social media, you don't see a whole lot. You don't see a whole lot and you will in the future because that's something that that we are um, looking to make as part of our like marketing uh, wheelhouse. But because our business model is like B2B and also B2C, right. um, you know, the, the, the partnerships is really what's been number one for us so far. That's great. And I can say for myself, it's been opposite. Like, I go hard on social media, not just trying to post, but just trying to find, you know, customers and just try to talk to people, you know, like Mm -hmm. I've met a lot of Facebook groups with far as fashion and black owned businesses. And I utilize Twitter, believe it or not. Like some people might think Twitter is like a dead social media platform to promote your business, but I'd be on Twitter. Like just looking up like different topics about black owned businesses and fashion. I'd be like, look, check out my brand. Here's my link. And I made a lot of sales doing it that way. It's, I've gotten some sales from direct to traffic sources. And I've been trying to utilize, like, my, you know, my SEO and try to make sure that's good. Um, mm-hmm. Try to get, like, you know, backlinks. I guess backlinks means yep. different websites, you know, that can link to your website. So I've been trying to do that. And the thing about SEO that I've, I've researched is it takes a while for it to start, I guess, somewhat to work. Yes. So I make sure, like, on all of my products I put, you know, I, you know, what's it called? Um, your, your alt text or whatever it's called. Yeah. yeah. So like, you know, you gotta do that for everything and every link on your specific products and every page on your website. So I make sure I do that. But in the meantime, while, while I'm waiting for that to build up, I try to go out and get my customers. Um, because I'm in a, a group chat with a lot of different clothing brands and, you know, some people struggle with selling their clothes and I know for me, it's like, all right, I can either wait for them to come to me or I can go out and get them myself. So I try to do that as much as I can to get my brand out there and get a lot of sales that way. Um, but that's I awesome. Did, um, most successful, don't mean to cut you off there. Sorry that's about fine. that, but I'm curious and, and learning more about um, what you found to be most successful in outreach to your target customer, right? Like, are you, you're DMing them? Are you sending them a... a sending them a just like photos of what you have to offer and hoping that they're engaging with you. What does that typically look like, especially knowing that you're using Twitter as a medium? Right. So like on Twitter, what I do is I just type in because you can go on a search bar and you can look mm-hmm. up what people are talking about, of course. So you can go to your home feed and you already have like your top hashtags or your top topics. And then you can go on the search bar. You can type in like, you know, businesses, black owned businesses. Um, you know, I'm a street, I call myself a streetwear brand. So like streetwear brand, try to find people that are talking about those things. And then some people might say, um, you know, their, their tweet might say, what are some good streetwear brands? What are some black owned clothing lines? What are some dope clothing lines, some up and coming, you know, there's so many different topics and different things. So I just, you know, to me, it's like it's one thing you can just go on random profiles and just spam and put your mm-hmm. link and not have nothing to do with what they're talking about. But if their if their subject is on fashion, to me, it's like all right, well, I can go in there and reply and say this is my brand because the what they, wherever that was asking is relating to what I sell. So mm-hmm. to me, it's like it's not really annoying for me to do that. So I do that every day. I do. I I try to utilize Facebook. Um ads and it's that way you can um you can get people to dm you so like you can put your ad out there 
and then you know you can um you, on the link it will say send message i know you yeah. might see on your on your instagram you might see like it might say shop now or subscribe or whatever they're trying to sell to you but it's a different option you can put send a message so they'll send a message and say oh this is a cool brand what is it about and then i will say you know this is capture the world blase blase this is what it's about and here if you you know give us a follow on our on our page we can give you a discount code and sometimes that will work for me too um and like i said before facebook groups um some people are there are in there like promoting their brand and some people are in there just trying to find different brands to you know to rock and to to wear so things like that man let's try to be involved in a lot of communities so many communities that you can and yeah to try to utilize every social media platform from twitter to facebook to instagram even tiktok you know i've been trying to utilize tiktok kind of confusing on where my place is as a business on tiktok because yeah. i think it's just for dancing and doing videos but you know i listen to gary v a lot and he's um been trying to encourage people to use tiktok to um promote their businesses so I've been trying to do that. I don't really know what to post. Like the last thing I posted on that was, um, you know, behind behind the scenes on what I do as far as making my clothes. So I try to post little videos like that. And, you know, I got a couple of follows on that. So hopefully that can become a big profile page too. Yep. Yeah, I'd say that. That's, that's definitely where um, with, with TikTok, I would love to, to get more involved in that. And kind of the things that come to mind would be, you know, like those, the stress tests that I mentioned to you about the clothing, Right. maybe that, that'd be something to explore. Um, I also am a little, like when I think about TikTok, I go on to laugh and to be entertained. Right. Um, and I don't know, like, yeah, it's weird, man. It's weird. Entertaining this, in, right. you know, in comparison to kind of what what uh, what I typically look for, like as a consumer. Right. I mean, you gotta look at it like this, though. Like, you might not think it would be entertaining to some people, because I guess the overall perception of TikTok is it's like little kids or teenagers up there, and that's all they're looking for is dance videos and stuff. But it's, it's somebody out there will be interested in what you have to offer as far as your content. You just, you know, got to utilize the right hashtags and try to get it to the right audience for, for them to see. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, even Instagram, you can do like your, um, you can use like IG Live, you know, because IG, IG Live is used to make like, I guess, longer videos that's longer than one minute. So, you know, you can do like a, like how you test your samples. You can just post that and see if that gets any attention, you know. Because people like behind the scenes stuff and they like to see that you're more than just posting their products. Like, just buy my stuff, just buy, buy, buy. Like, no, let's go a little bit deeper into what we're doing. Let's let us show them what we're doing, how we make our clothes and, you know, give them, giving them more detail of your products and how, what's the quality of them and how it looks and what, you know, what do you go through behind the scenes so they can be more involved and they feel like they're a part of your brand. You know what I mean? And just try to do yeah. stuff that people aren't doing. You know, you might look at all these different pages, man. They might be posting the same type of stuff. Everybody just posting their products. You know, it's like, what? Are you adding a better description, on, you know, in your caption? And are you doing behind-the-scenes videos? And, you know, what kind of content are you putting out there? Just try to be different. And try to get, get people to be more interested in your brand. You know what I mean? Definitely. So, yeah, it, you know, just always try to figure out different ways and 
different things to kind of get myself out there. And um, I do a lot of research and try to talk to different people and, and see what I can come up with. So, yeah, most definitely. So, um, so yeah, so, like, what advice do you have to any entrepreneurs out there that's doing something similar to what you're doing or just have a business in general? What would you say to them? Oh, good question. Um, I think every day I'm, I'm learning to be okay being uncomfortable in general. Right. Right. Um, and I think that that's something that every entrepreneur goes through regardless of if you are, it doesn't matter what industry or like what your focus is, whether you do e-commerce, retail, service-based business, like it applies to all putting yourself out there and Mm -hmm. putting your, just putting yourself, making yourself vulnerable, making your business vulnerable, being okay, making mistakes along the way and tweaking those to perfection and scale. I'm I'm still going through that. I'm learning that. um, And I would encourage everyone to, one, realize that that feeling is normal. That Mm -hmm. feeling is normal. And two, to not let that hold you back from doing nothing at all. That's facts. I can definitely agree. And one thing I can add on to that is, you know, you're not going to never know if it's a bad idea or not until you try it. Of course, you don't want to keep trying bad ideas, but I mean, that will help you to not make that same mistake or or how, like you said, how to tweak it or how to make it better. Um, You know, because a lot of times we try to predict how we try to predict the outcome before we even try it. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, of course, you want to go in with, with caution and do your research before you do anything. But at the end of the day, you still gonna have to try it to see if it works. Um, it's all about trial and error. And, you know, if if it doesn't work out, don't be discouraged, you know, because, of course, we don't want to nobody to rate our business as, as a bad business. Or if you ship out an order and you might have a defect in your order, you think it's the end of the world because you think they're going to blast your brand on online and they're going everybody's going to hate your brand after one mistake no nah, like just learn how to you know overcome that one mistake and make sure it doesn't happen again and um just keep going forward and don't let that distract you from what from your end goal and what your main goal is you know exactly exactly and i think coming up with um an idea that uh propels others and um you know, get your, get your brand out there at the same time is absolutely crucial and necessary, much like to what you're doing with the podcast. I think, you know, having a a strategy in place, whether it's a podcast, a YouTube series, IG series, like you mentioned, a Twitter chat, like something else to where you can, um, you're propelling your message and you're introducing, um, you know, another audience to your audience is, is helpful for like traffic and, and scalability. Yes, most definitely. Most definitely. Um, and this is my last question that I almost, I asked all of my guests. Um, how do you plan to capture the world? Ooh, that's a juicy question. <laughs> um, I would say knowing the mission of forward chic and community improvement, um, capturing the world to me is, um, the the impact of the programs we're funding right so for example we focus on health uh wellness human rights and education programs 
Um, one of those education programs, for example, being um, job transitioning for um, people who were previously incarcerated. Mm. If I can come back and say, okay, through the clothing that we've sold, we've been able to place X amount of people in new jobs. That to me is capturing the world. That's a fact. And um, I commend you for everything that you do because, you know, you know, to me, I think, you know, we all have a gift in this, in this world, in this life that we live. And no matter how gifted we are, it takes one person to give us an opportunity. Right. So like for you to start your business, someone had to give you an opportunity to get your business license to, you know, somebody had to give you an opportunity to even start it. You know what I'm saying? Somebody had to believe in you and your vision. And that's why you have a team, you know what I'm saying? So by you providing services and, and the proceeds go to these um, foundations to help other people, we're all giving each other a chance and we all have to help each other. We don't just come about something on our own. Somebody had to help us in some way. So it's all about pulling everyone up to reach their goals as we're reaching our goals as well. So mm-hmm. that's an awesome thing that you're doing. And I also saying that you, um, I looked at your website. And I know you said, um, it's not, it's not up yet. And you're waiting for like other partnerships or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So um, we are making sales. Um, You do need the password. Uh, For your listeners, if you want the password to the site, the (laughs) password is community. It's community. You can go on there, make some sales now. That's right. Um, But we want to be able to launch with uh, full partnerships in place. So right now we have pitched to nonprofits. Um, Something I learned that I was uh, at the beginning stages, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll start a business. I'll donate the money. Well, there's some there's some red tape that comes with that that I just didn't know. Like I said, going back to that learning experience where if you are in a formal partnership, typically with a nonprofit or any type of organization, you need board approval. Right. So I at this point, I'm doing pitches to uh, black led and serving nonprofits and they in order to have the partnership need to make sure that our branding, our messaging, our vision is aligned with their, with their overall mission. Um, and it's something that they can properly stand behind, not only from a, um, like a business and fiscal, uh, manner, but also from a quality standpoint in regards to the products and clothing we provide. And then in, you know, morals and values, like what is it that you stand by? What is it that, you are, uh, what are your pillars? Do those things make sense? Do, are we speaking the same language? So right now I am going through the approval process of, um, getting passed by boards. And once those things are out there and the ink is signed, it'll be open to the public. No password necessary. That's great. That's awesome. Um, I'm very, I'm very, um, you know, I can't wait to see what you have to offer and what's going to happen in the future for your brand and, um, you know, in those partnerships. And by the way, I have my own nonprofit as well. It's called um, Ballers for Scholars. Uh, it's based out of Virginia, of course, and it's with four, four of my friends. And it's basically about, um, you know, we, we host a basketball tournament every year. And unfortunately, we weren't able to do it this year due to COVID and we do it every August. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, basically, we use that that big tournament to um, raise money, um, you know, for scholarships for kids going back to school to college, and um, we raise money for school supplies and stuff like that. And we do events throughout the year, like we do like college tours and tutoring and things like that. 
And basically, we named it Balls for Scholars. It's because, you know, of course, ballers means, you know, playing sports. And we try to do a, we do a couple of sports events. But, you know, in the black community, it seems like, you know, the word baller, you know, relates to like big houses, big cars, shiny jewelry and a lot of money. But yeah. you, you can be a baller in anything. You can be a baller as a doctor. You can be a baller as a fireman, police officer, lawyer, engineer. You know, you can be a baller in any of those things. So we just try to let everyone know in the black community, you know, you just don't need sports or entertainment to be successful as a person. You know, all those things that you see out there, you can do it too. All those careers, we're not limited to, to anything. You know, we're just not limited to playing sports and being entertainers and stuff like that. So, Oh, um, I love that. I love that. I yes. love that. So it makes me think of the, um, this is, this is a, um, probably a meme and you, it was a meme that went around and was pretty popular, but the, there's a, there's a young man out there with the name, the greatest to ever do it. Right. Right. And I, I remember seeing comments after the video being posted um, and people saying, oh, you know, he needs to be a baller. He needs to be great in sports. But then other people were commenting like, no, as long as he's great at whatever he's doing, he can be a great pediatrician. Exactly. He can be a great pharmacist. He can be a great astronaut. He can be a great lawyer. He's the greatest to ever do it, whatever it is. Facts. So. That's facts. And yeah, I agree, man. You know, especially in the black community, man. Like, I know we all don't think like this, but I know it's some of us. That you know we you know we grow up in harsher environments than others, and what we see on TV, that's what we think we all can do, and we're not putting the limelight in every single category. It's like certain categories that we have the limelight as far as being a singer or a rapper or basketball player or actor. You know what I'm saying? You can do those things too, but you can do everything else as well. It's not limited to just those things. So that's why we try to push those things, man, and just try to figure out. Get those, get those kids the opportunity to express what they want to do and whatever we can do to help them reach their goals. You know, we're there to do that. And, um, you know, if we're able to help you in, in your vision, um, you know, let's stay in touch and we can definitely try to figure something out for your brand as well. Definitely. Definitely. I, I loved, I love what, to, um, you know, to stay in touch and then also, you know, be help out ballers for scholars. If, if there's a way that we can, you know, work together. I love that. Most definitely. And, um, you know, hopefully next year this COVID thing will kind of be settled down, man. We can get back to what we have been doing. We haven't really been doing them for nonprofit this year, unfortunately, because of um, COVID, you know. But we're always mm-hmm. planning our events for next year and try to stay ahead of the curve. And, you know, once things get back to normal, we already have a plan on what we want to do. Um, but, yeah, most definitely, we definitely would like to stay in touch with you and, you know, see what you have going on. Most definitely. And um, before we go, I want to, you know, let's tell everybody your social medias or just anywhere they can find you and read about you and find out about you, what you got going on. Ah, definitely. So the best place to go to would be our website. It is uh, boutique forward, F-O-R-W-A-R-D, chic, C-H-I-C, boutique, B-O-U-T-I-K, or Q-U-E, excuse me, dot com. Um, that's, that's us on all our social media handles. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Forward Chic Boutique. As I mentioned, there's not much posted on there yet. So the website's probably going to be your best bet. Mm-hmm. But um, if you're following us, you can stay tuned because there's definitely more to come. 
Most definitely, most definitely, Midori Pipkins from the Bay. Thank you for being a part of this podcast. Definitely, it was a great talk and um, just finding out what you have going on. And like I said, you know, this is a podcast for everyone and all entrepreneurs. Um, but it was good to see, um, you know, black black women and black men entrepreneurs doing their thing and just trying to make a difference. You know, especially during this time, you know, we all trying to support each other. So. Um, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Definitely. And thank you so much for having me. Um, I can't wait to to keep to stay connected and to stay posted on, um, you know, Capture the World. Most definitely. I definitely um, will give you a follow on Facebook so we can um, keep up with each other that way. And I can send you my Instagram information so we can keep up with each other on that, too. So yeah um but yeah thank thank you to all of our listeners thank you to all of our spotify listeners youtube listeners apple podcast listeners um thank y'all for you know continuing to listen to our show man and you know you y'all find out finding out more about these different entrepreneurs around the country around the world and um you know please leave a review on our podcast and please spread the word and please subscribe if you haven't already and um until next time we see you on the next episode you have a good one this is your host david carmichael the second this is the Caption World Podcast. So have a good one. Peace.